0: The following program is a presentation of Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, the free Fox Sports app, available from Apple or Google Play, and always online at FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com. It's time for the Uptown Sports Crowd. Here's Mackie Gallagher with Ben Cole. Good morning, Charlotte, and welcome to another Sunday episode of your beloved Sunday morning talk show. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher alongside my good friend, my partner in radio crime, Ben Cole. We appreciate you spending some of your Sunday morning with us. Uh, We are available multiple different ways. You can catch us on Air at ninety-four seven FM sixteen sixty AM Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. You can also catch us online at FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com. dot com. We have a lot to talk about today. A big week in sports. You know the the Super Bowl is tonight. We had LeBron break the all-time scoring record in the NBA a couple nights ago. We had the NBA trade deadline. There was also another deadline. The NHL
1: trade deadline. The National Hockey League tra- trade deadline. Shout out my deadline. Canadians.
0: I was about to say, Ben, he, uh, he's uh, the Rangers boy over here. I know he has a move that he wants to talk about for his New York Rangers. But we do appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Uh, I would love to ju- jump right into it. Go
1: for it. We, it, was a, it was a jam-packed week. We got it. We got it. Yeah. No, no,
0: no funny business today <laughs> no funny business i want to start off the show of course you know you have the super bowl we're big of uh, football fans but i want to start off with something that is pretty monumental and that's lebron james breaking kareem abdul jabbar's all-time scoring record
1: lebron james lebron
0: james Had to passed get one it in there. he passed it which is crazy that's a record that a lot of people did not expect to be broken
1: yeah uh forever forever yeah uh even MJ didn't break that record. No he did not. And it's like if if he wasn't going to do it, who was? Exactly. But Lagote, Goat James did.
0: It, it's it's crazy Lagote. It's uh <laughs> it's 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 crazy looking at the stuff too just because it really shows you the evolution of the game of basketball. I mean, Kareem set that record making what? One career three-pointer? Yeah. I mean, that just shows you how dominant he was in the post under the basket. But LeBron James did it against the Oklahoma City Thunder. And in good old 2022-2023 Los Angeles Lakers fashion, they lost that game.
1: (laughs) They, uh, Uh, They lost every game he reached a scoring milestone.
0: Which is hilarious. That is hilarious. I, that was the first full Lakers game I have watched all season. I've been seeing tweets on NBA Twitter and everything about it, just of how bad the Los Angeles Lakers really are. And uh, I got to witness it firsthand, and they are not good. No. They they are not. They, I know their biggest struggle, I think they are last in the league in three points made per game around 10. What you would think, you would think if you make 10 three-pointers – in a game, if this was two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Like, oh, you're winning. You're yeah. going to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> but no. Uh Not in today. today's day and age, uh, in today's game, you you have to be making like nearly eighteen to twenty threes a game to keep pace. Yeah, I and mean, I
1: honestly love how the game has evolved. Yes,
0: I, I do too. I mean there are there are there are some things, you know
1: It's efficiency.
0: The ticky tacky fouls. But yeah, you uh and it's really fun to watch teams that are great at three point scoring. As long as it's not my team, the Charlotte Hornets. But it's it's good. It's good. fun to watch teams who are really good at three-point shooting. And then you have another team that isn't doing that well, but all they can do, all they can hope, is that they can make their threes just to keep up. I mean, I saw a lot of that with, you know, that stretch where the Warriors were going every finals. I mean, they just won again. Uh, but it was always like them and the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals. And the thing with the Warriors is they are just never cold from behind the arc. No. And the Rockets would just heave up threes. James Harden, Eric Gordon, those days, were just trying to heave up threes to keep up with them, and they just simply couldn't. No. But this isn't about the Warriors. It's not about the Rockets. It's not about the 2016, 2017, 2018 Western Conference Finals. It's about LeBron James. Whether you're a fan or not, what he did this past week is amazing.
1: It was. It was It was truly incredible to watch that game i mean just the atmosphere every time a bucket fell uh the crowd was just going nuts
0: i was watching dennis uh, Schroeder and russell westbrook drive to the basket i'm like come on boys give it it should have been like kobe's final game that man should have taken 50 shots starting out there should not have been another laker to shoot the ball other than uh, lebron james but he still got that's
1: what i appreciate too i mean you saw like when kobe had his last game he scored what 60 points yeah but he Shot like 30% from the field or something. You know, I mean, he, what else are you should... supposed to do? No, in that of course, moment, but I thought it was impressive that LeBron was just putting up unreal numbers. No, he wasn't just jacking up it, bad shots. It was crazy how
0: efficiently he played <laughs> yeah, while doing it. That's what I'm it. saying. Because he didn't have a bucket for what, the first four or five minutes of the game? No, and
1: then just started going off. And
0: then, yeah, he, he got to the rim. He was driving. I really wanted him to break the record with a uh, with the sky hook. I, that, that was some speculation going on before the game. He was practicing it in warmups, uh, you know, the classic Kareem sky hook. That that would have been that would have been cool have to been see him funny. do that.
1: But still, that the shot that he hit it on the step back fade away. Yes, it just was smooth, pure, smooth. so pure, just not just nothing but net. Crowd erupts. Uh, that was a great sight to see. I did think it was funny every time he scored. They would just cut to Kareem. Yes, like uh, it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It was that camera and, guy was trolling. And then they stopped the game. And I'm honestly, it was a work night. It was like, you know, West Coast game. So I'm kind of glad they stopped it because I went to bed right after yeah, they did yeah, the little thing. Yeah, he broke the record. <laughs> I was like, hey, night, night, night. Yeah, but I thought it was funny. You know, they did the whole thing, and Kareem handed him the ball like, here, damn, take it. <laughs> <laughs> take
0: it. Get it off. It's about time. No, it's uh, – it, it, was, it was just a funny game to watch. It's crazy. To me, the first NBA game I ever went to, my dad – pulled me out of school i believe i was in second grade he pulled me out of school and he was like i got free tickets to the to the calves bobcats game today and it was either lebron's rookie season or his second season it was very very early on and we went there I remember that, 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 that was like one of my first professional sports memories i would never been to a panther game never been to an mlb game at this point in my life and the first thing i watched was lebron played the bobcats bobcats obviously lost but even then, like, my dad, he was like, there's this kid that everybody's saying he's going to be he's gonna be the next Michael Jordan. We need to go watch him. And, you know, we're 20 seasons later. Your and dad was right. He, my dad was right. And, I mean, he has been living up to the hype.
1: Since day one. Since day one. And that's what is crazy. You and I have kind of talked about it on the side. Like, just being under the microscope for two decades. Yeah. From, like, being a 16-year-old to now and just— handling that pressure so mm-hmm. well and just over delivering, honestly, yes. on oh, all of the promises. Yeah. Most, I mean you make, most you make ten finals, you've won four. Uh you you beat the best team in NBA history down three one, something no team has ever ever done before. What a career LeBron is having.
0: Right. And the fact that he's in his he's in his twentieth season. He's averaging over 30 points per game. Have you seen that stat comparison between 28-year-old LeBron in Miami than 38-year-old LeBron? And, uh, and it's like him- he's better? No, he's better, yeah.
1: And, and, and I think another crazy thing, too, is you look at um, – I looked at metrics of all of, like, the top scoring leaders mm-hmm. and all of, like, you know, the Hall of Famers, like Kareem, like Jordan, uh, et cetera, when all of the – even Kobe, and you look at their, like, points-per-game numbers – uh, the, their last couple of seasons when they were breaking these records. And they're averaging like 12 a game. Mm-hmm. I, Jordan averaged the highest in his last couple of years like with the Wizards. He was averaging 20 a game. Mm-hmm. LeBron is averaging 30. He's averaging 30-plus. That he was is at 30, crazy. He was at 33.7 going into
0: that game. Needed 36. Got that in the third quarter. Unbelievable. Going back to what you said about them stopping the game, I thought – I, I saw tweets when I whenever I say everybody, it's just uh, I'm on Twitter a lot. Yeah, sorry. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, 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 Twitter. Uh, but I, I saw tweets. It's like, why are they stopping the game? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, this is like the number one record. You are the all-time leading score. What is the number one goal in basketball to get a bucket? Everything else: steals, blocks, assists, rebounds, pick and roll, transition defense, fast breaks, timeouts. It all plays in to what's the best way that you can get a bucket right after you get that steal rebound, assist, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth.
1: You score more points, you win the game?
0: You score more points, you win the game. Everybody knows that. You play to win the game. And LeBron has done that on such a consistent level. And I'm a a LeBron head. Like I said, he was the first NBA game. He was the first NBA game I went to. And the thing agreeing with you but the thing with me is i mean he was on sports illustrated as a high schooler that's what i'm saying everybody is saying is he the next king i think it's funny when he refers to himself as the king because everybody else has not not to my knowledge many off-court scandals or anything
1: no not to my knowledge just I mean, a very humble stand-up yeah,
0: guy every star athlete whether it's jordan whether it's lebron Derek jeter and in, in, in any sport you're gonna have lovers you're gonna have haters mm-hmm. And you know, people argue LeBron's not better than MJ. MJ's much better than LeBron. My stance on it is most likely it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to have the luxury of watching MJ in person, turning on the TV and seeing what MJ is doing for the sport, and then being like, "This is the best I have. This is the best basketball I've ever seen." And then still living, and then seeing somebody who can compare to him, whether it's Kobe, whether it's LeBron. In the You know, in the same position or, you know, the same size. You know, it's different with the Wilt Chamberlain, Bill Russells, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's hard to compare, you know, centers to shooting guards or small mm-hmm. forwards because it's a very different style of play. But the fact that he's had that microscope, he's had this pressure, and for 20 seasons, he has just been the best in the league or top three in the league. There might have been some other uh, seasons, you know, he wasn't the was number g- one overall player. I was going
1: to say, I think it's funny. You always hear the Michael Jordan-LeBron debate, and I'm just like, Stop! I don't care anymore. No, I don't but, care anymore. I think it's funny whenever you have that one dude that's just like, oh, I think Kobe's number two. And I'm just like, just stop. Just stop. Just stop. No. <laughs> just, Kobe's a legend. but One of the best. <laughs> there is no debate for for uh, for number two or number one, you know? No, it's, yeah. It's,
0: I mean, you said it. Ten finals. Has only won four of them, I know. He's only won four finals. Jordan won six of six. But, but it's I also like, look at the team they had. Look at the team they had. Well, LeBron has been... NBA Finals MVP in the 4 they won eight consecutively eight consecutive finals that's my thing he has held a whole conference of a professional sport from reaching the most pivotal game or the most pivotal series for eight straight years
1: and in the the prime era of super teams Yep. so that that just shows even further how how impressive it is
0: now shout out shout out lebron for doing it Shout out for him that even though the team stinks, at least he is still trying to get them to win. Yeah. Uh you know, his contract's up soon. I'm excited to see if he goes somewhere else. I mean, go join another super team at this point. Do
1: it. Do it. KD just went to the Suns. Yeah,
0: we'll talk about it. Go join someone. We will talk about it.
1: But yeah, I just want to say like Jokic said it in his interview, like he hasn't had a prime. He's been in his prime for twenty years. Mm -hmm. And it's true. true. I'm 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 excited to see if like he ever starts declining. But we we may not see it. We might just kind of like Tom Brady. He might just be like, "Yeah, I'm I'm done now." Yeah,
0: he might win a finals. (laughs) Try to do try to do it one more time, and then just be like, "You know what? This ain't for me." Hey, LeBron, my guy. My guy. Thank you for letting me watch great basketball throughout, the most, throughout most of my life. And the fact that you're still going better than what you did when you were on the Miami the Miami Heat super team, I appreciate it. You make the NBA fun. I'm saying you, as in LeBron, because he's definitely listens to the show every week. Of course. We'll be right back on the Uptown Sports Crowd. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we want to talk some Super Bowl. Then later on, we're going to talk about the trade deadlines. it been a busy week for the NBA trades as the deadline happened on Thursday. Don't go anywhere. Uptown Sports Crowd, Mackie G, Benny C. We'll be right back. Ooh-wee! Why are we playing this hype music? Because one of the greatest sporting spectacles is upon us tonight. We have the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 is what I live for. Mostly every Super Bowl, but this Super Bowl I'm excited for. We have two young QBs. Two black men are starting as the quarterback in a Super Bowl for the first time in NFL history. We have the Chiefs versus Eagles. The Chiefs have scored 546 total points this year. The Eagles have scored 546 total points this year. The Chiefs were 16 and 3. The Eagles were 16 and 3. Both teams have decent defenses. Eagles probably win that one with their front 7, but both of these offenses are electric. And most of the reason why they are in this big game. And I am so excited to talk about it. It's the Uptown Sports crowd, Mackie Gallagher, Ben Cole. We talked about this among last week's episode, but we want to talk about it a little more because, you know, it's the Today. day of. It's <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday. It only happens once a year. Once every year. Patrick Mahomes is back in it. we playing in his third Super Bowl, it's trying like to LeBron get his second one.
1: NFL now.
0: Right now, Call he back. is. Callback, yes, we just talked about LeBron, <laughs> and then you called back to that segment by doing that with Mahomes. That's what a callback is, dude. You're so good at radio, Ben. You're so good. I'm proud of you. But now our what we uh, 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 words
1: uh, words Patrick Mahomes,
0: Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. I really think this is gonna this is going to be a shootout of a game. I think so too. I think the offenses are going to excel. I, I really like how Devontae Smith has evolved in that Eagles offense as the season has progressed. In the playoffs, he has had good games. Late in the season, he has came up clutch. Uh, And then you have, you know, A.J. Brown, of course, who has had some monster games. He was a big pickup for the Eagles offense. The running back by committee, you have Miles Sanders, who's having a great year. And then uh, even on the Chiefs' side of the ball, Pacheco has been running angry Mm -hmm. There was that one game late on in the season to where he broke free and everybody saw the speed burst that he had. And that's one of my favorite things in football is when, you know, the running backs get to that second or third level of the defense where all they got to do is hit the sideline and you really see what their speed is. Uh, You know, Jack McKinnon has been doing great on the receiving uh, on the receiving part of their offense as a running back. And then, of course, you have uh, Patrick Mahomes as just throwing dimes to everybody. But right off the gate. We both think it's going to be, or right out of the gate, we we both think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, definitely. Prediction.
1: Over, like, just who wins, stuff like that?
0: Score. What do you think the score is?
1: Um, 37-31 Chiefs.
0: Dang, you took my first score. I was was going to say uh, 37-34 Chiefs. I think it's going to be a field goal. I'm not saying a a field goal wins or loses it, but I think it's going to be within a field goal. I
1: I think the big deciding factor, and this could go kind of contradict me picking the Chiefs, I think third down is going to be the biggest aspect Mm -hmm. of the game. Uh, Plain and simple on both sides. Who wins third down? Who can get off the field? Um, And one thing that sticks out to me with the Chiefs, And I think they said this on the broadcast for their last game. And this is, especially for a team like the Chiefs, this is concerning. Yeah. On like third and one or third and short, basically, they're only converting 51% of the time. That's unacceptable. On third and
0: one and third and short? Yes.
1: Just a smidge over 50% if if the eagles can win that third down battle a couple oh, yeah. times game changes drastically. No, I mean, and, third and that's down their biggest, the biggest strength deal. is yeah. their
0: defensive or one of their biggest strengths is their defensive front.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, once again shout out Rowan County, North Rowan High School grad. Man, it's crazy having somebody from your hometown uh playing the Super Bowl. This is my way of trying to be like, oh yeah, I'm representing the Super Bowl somehow. I've never talked to Javon Hargrave a day in my life. But it is cool watching a watching a Rowan County boy be a starter and be a pivotal role player for the Eagles as they have had this tremendous run this NFL season, ultimately leading to uh, you know the goal that every football team, every football player uh, strives to achieve, and that's the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's in Phoenix. Uh, I like I, I I like the Super Bowl being in Phoenix. I don't know why. I just like that stadium. I like that area. I think it's a good place to have a Super Bowl. It's not too cold, not too hot in February.
1: You know, true. No, it, it's a good climate.
0: And and it's a huge city that I've, that can accommodate it. There have been a couple of Super Bowl mm-hmm. cities to where it's just kind of like. Yeah, I, I've seen fans and I've seen videos of where, you know, local restaurants, local bars. It's just like nothing. Can't, handle it. can't They can't handle it or nothing's being put on for it. It needs to be a whole mm-hmm. thing. Like it's the economy that the Super Bowl drives into your city. Like it needs to be a whole experience for everybody it's who's like paid those, 000, those thousands of dollars. You're not going to hold
1: the Olympics in Louisville. No, you're not. <laughs>
0: Louisville. Um, I, think that's, I think that's correct pronunciation. What? Louisville?
1: Louisville.
0: Louisville. I think you just, like, slurred out Louisville. Louisville.
1: That's—I hear way too many people say that. It it irks me.
0: That, well, I, I'm not one to talk about pronunciations. I said a uh, Worcestershire <laughs> sauce at Trivia this past week. Wor- Worcestershire. 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 Oh, I— Worcestershire. <laughs> that, that C&T messed me up. I'm sorry. That C&T messed me up. Why is it in there if it's just Worcestershire? Mm,
1: you I just got to slur it.
0: I also just don't eat anchovies, so—but— <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, I'm delusional this morning. I'm just I'm just happy. I'm just happy. I'm the way I'm feeling like a fanboy this episode, but the way we were just talking about LeBron callback. Uh, it's kind of how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. Just one of those guys to where the first couple times you see him play, he just does something crazy every time. It's the Mahomes magic. Now there are there are some times where he does make like a, he makes a uh nifty throw, and they're acting like it's the greatest throw in the world. But I'm just thinking back to that first Super Bowl that they were in uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Tom Brady was on the Bucs, of course. And it was third down, late in the game. They still had a chance, but they needed somewhat of a miracle. And he is sideways, yeah, side-arming it. Down. And, the, and the receiver just misses it, yeah, just the, drops it. The
1: athleticism it takes to get that much power on a ball when you're falling down parallel to the to yeah. the the ground that's remarkable yeah like i I didn't know that was physically possible like for your arm to move that way that would no when i saw that i was shoulder pads on and everything yeah he's different exactly
0: that's what my brother said like the first couple times he watched him he's like this mahomes guy he's going he's going to be something and you know he wasn't a hugely sought after qb I mean, uh, not not the way that you know QBs coming into the league now. Like I'm not, I, I don't, I don't recall. I might just be an idiot. I don't recall hearing his name, you know, leading up to the draft the way I'm hearing no, about he like was Bryce Young and CJ and Stroud this year. And that's
1: what I think is interesting about the NFL and just prospects is a lot of the legendary guys weren't mm-hmm. first rounders or to, I mean Tom Brady, exactly, and Mahomes, and a lot of them didn't come from big schools. I like mean, Jalen Hurts, State, he, he was
0: what third round, I believe. Jalen Hurts was third round, or he was. He's definitely not first or second mm-hmm. round. I mean, he's playing the Super Bowl. He's having a hell of a season.
1: Yeah, and then you kind of see it the other way around. You see Daniel Jones go, what seventh overall or that something. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was. Insane, that's, and that's but...
0: and and we mentioned this a few weeks ago when we were recapping. You know, the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. Uh, and that's why I like seeing Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow. You know, living up to the hype, leading their team to the AFC Championship, or Trevor Lawrence leading his team to a uh, to a wild card win. After winning six of his last seven games, you know it's just nice seeing those first round picks play play out the way they're supposed to. Because we have seen plenty of first round picks or first overall picks just become absolute duds, Mm -hmm. and it just adds that extra flair to the sport. Because it's always great just seeing. Young guys coming up in these crucial positions that teams struggle for decades. I mean, look at the Jets. Look at the Browns. They just struggle forever trying to find that quarterback to fit them. The Panthers are in the boat right now just playing quarterback carousel. I mean, it's really it's not a fun game. No, it's important that you have a good quarterback. Yeah. And so we're seeing two of the best in this game, as it should be. Uh, this I feel like this is pretty much uh most people's picks for the Super Bowl. Uh, if it I think the Eagles out of the NFC was pretty uh was pretty unanimous. And the AFC I would say Chiefs Bills slightly below them bangles. Those are the only three real ones. And this is before the playoffs started, of course. Um because you know the Bills got knocked out pretty early. But uh But there's a lot of storylines with the Super Bowl. You have the Kelsey brothers that Mm -hmm. are playing in it. And, uh, you know, there's been a petition going around that has hundreds of thousands of signatures that they want uh, Mama Kelsey to be the person who flips the coin. That would be fun uh, at the Super Bowl, and you know she's she's famous for wearing her half and half jersey. The back half is red uh, Chiefs for Travis Kelsey. Front half is Philly green for Jason Kelsey. You have Andy Reid, who has won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs, who is a uh, who is a legendary coach during his time in uh, Philadelphia, uh, and then you just have two up and coming quarterbacks that are that have just been taking the game by storm. Patrick Mahomes for the last uh, half decade, pretty much, and then Jalen Hurts the last year or two. Uh, It's just, you know, I'm a huge NFL head. I think this is going to be a terrific game for any, for just a casual football fan. I think it's going to be a terrific game for any fan that's not the Chiefs or Philly. I mean, if you've ever had your team in a Super Bowl, you understand, or any team in any sport in any championship, you understand how stressful it is every time your team has the ball or every, team, every time you're watching your yeah. team try to stop the ball <laughs> or the puck. It is yeah. just because everything every means so single much. Play,
1: yeah, the magnitude. I mean, one mistake can just flip the whole script.
0: Especially in the Super Bowl because it's only one game. Yeah. Which is why I think the Super Bowl is probably one of the hardest games to play in because you have two weeks off.
1: So much pressure.
0: You're pre- you're prepping, but every day you have off, it's just, I feel like it's kind of like, it's just one of those things where you just want to get it over with at a certain point. Mm-hmm. You know, you get there, you take in the scenes. the you anticipation do your, your is the hardest part. But yeah, once you get to once you get past that first week, you're probably just sitting there like, all right. Yeah, let's can we go. play? What? Yeah. That's how I feel when I took tests in school. Oh yeah. Like when I got Let done. Let me just fail it, and get no, it. Like <laughs> when I got when I, when I got done, like and I would look back through some questions i'll just make sure that i had every question answered because i'm like if i just keep going back and just thinking of all the things i could do different that would just stress me out and that's me with some gen ed geology exam i can only picture what it's like for a professional athlete playing in their very first super bowl yeah it's it's
1: crazy well i just want to because we talked about casual i'm about to get a little uncasual i kind of want to go in deeper into some analytic things that are interesting for the analytics this game. on the
0: Uptown Sports Proud.
1: <laughs> hold on, hold on. Oh no.
0: <laughs> what is this?
1: Bust out your calculators. No, so going back to what I was talking about with third down, so and, and kind of what we're talking about right now, just how it, it's such a high pressure moment, high pressure game. Any mistake can kind of change the outcome. Uh, you know, whether it's a turnover, not converting on a third down. But going back to that third down argument, it's interesting because the Eagles are a league average defense on third and short, allowing teams to convert about 60% of the time. And they are also the league's worst defense in power situations, which defined by football outsiders is a run with two yards to go on first down or like a touchdown.
0: So they are statistically the worst defense. They're the
1: worst defense when it comes to third and short plays. And then you have the chiefs who are one of the worst offenses converting on like third and short, just converting about 51% of the time. Um, But on the other side of things, you know, kind of talking about Mahomes' magic and everything, first of all, he's banged up. So that a little. They they do
0: say that he, Andy Reid did come out uh, earlier this week and say that he can do pretty much everything just as normal. So I don't don't know if that's just, you know, him trying to hide it. I don't think they're really trying to hide mm -hmm. much because he looked pretty good in the AFC Championship with that high ankle sprain. But I think it might be lingering, but I don't think it will be as much of an issue as it was in the AFC championship championship game a few weeks ago.
1: No, definitely. But, you know, third down situations when we might need a little Mahomes magic, or the Chiefs might need that, I should say. It's going to be interesting because the Eagles are an average and a pretty bad defensive team on third and shorts and short runs. But third and longs, so about eight yards or more, the Eagles... Are astounding, like one of the best teams historically in in football. The Eagles on third or eight and more allow a league low six point three QBR, and while posting an eighteen percent sack rate, uh, Wait, just six
0: point three QBR for on the whole third season. Third and
1: eight or longer for this season.
0: So basically, if you're not getting you, more than if, yeah, two yards, your first two plays, you're done. Yeah, for that go drive. ahead
1: and punt it and i think that's going to be so interesting cuz you have the chiefs offense and you know mahomes right. magic and everything and
0: so it seems like third down like third what you said earlier third down is
1: going to be the game no and and and
0: to make it clear i every game pretty much comes down to third down if your t- if you are not converting on third and short third and long that defense is just getting you vice versa you're 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 done the defense either stays on the field longer because the offense converts they're getting tired then when the fourth quarter comes around that starts playing a role but the fact that these stats and these scenarios or the way that they are so drastically different for Mm -hmm. each team, but so drastically in each team's favor in different situations. That is something to watch in the Super
1: Bowl. Yeah. And the playoffs, uh, even though it's a small sample size, the playoffs, the Chiefs are just two for 10 on third and long. So uh, right there, advantage Eagles. Like I said, this might contradict my whole pick, Yeah, Uh, but I'm really banking on just the coaching factor. I think Andy Reid, just the experience. I, I think he just outcoaches and wins this game, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it's just gonna be so interesting because the, these metrics, I mean they just they don't no. they don't support each other. Maybe we
0: should have analytics on the show a little more
1: <laughs> no i I like that. yeah, it's gonna be fun. third down. it's gonna be one of the most interesting third down matchups this season.
0: going back to what you said, I mean, if there is a quarterback to you know, completely go against the stats that make the Eagles defense so good on third and eight or third and long in general, it is Patrick Mahomes. But if there's a defense to shut down a quarterback as good yeah. as Mahomes on third and long, is, it's the Eagles defense. Exactly.
1: And I and I mentioned the playoff stat one more, one more stat. Um I mentioned that the Chiefs are just two for ten on third downs, third and longs in the playoffs. And that's, and that's defined longs, by third is, and eight, right? Yeah, third and eight or more. But and this is where it gets interesting again. So far this season, the Chiefs have converted 41.7% of the time on third and eight-plus, which is the league's best mark um, by a lot. And over the past 15 seasons, just one offense has been better than that, the 2011 New Orleans Saints. Mm. So the Chiefs are unreal on third and long. The Eagles' defense is unreal on third and long. Oh, I just can't wait. The Chiefs. Are horrible on, on third, third and, and short. <laughs> and the
0: Eagles' defense is the
1: worst <laughs> on third, on third and, and... <laughs> and short. What?
0: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. No, that will be fun. It's funny that they convert barely ten percent less on third and long than they do on third and short. Like that's right? that, that that that's what stands out to me. And I think I think the running game plays into that. Yeah. Because they have good running backs, but they don't have those power runners. Mahomes can be mobile, but is he a person that you're actively drawing up, you know, these runs for on third down where you know they're just hitting the hole and stuff like that?
1: And I think a big part of it, too, is Mahomes doesn't get used a lot on quarterback sneaks, which are analytically and just eye test. They're one of the most effective, you know, especially short now game with plays. the with the fullbacks or the running yeah, backs you, coming up
0: from behind and just you, pushing. Yeah,
1: you you can't stop a quarterback sneak. Um, it's why you see people get so frustrated when you see teams going back four yards to hand it off on like a fourth and one. Yeah, because you're just killing time. It's just a dumb move. But Mahomes doesn't get used a lot on sneak attempts because he suffered a dislocated kneecap on a sneak attempt against the Broncos in 2019. Um, and it's trauma. funny, cause yeah, trauma, PTSD. But Mahomes told reporters in September. Uh, this was a while ago, but he told him in September that he was saving a sneak for the Super Bowl. So, um,
0: so he's been—he's oh, he's been, been ready. He's been <laughs> he's like we're getting there, and if, he's like we're getting there. And I promise you, you'll see a QB sneak. What if it's like third and eight? <laughs> he just goes for it. I didn't say it was going to be a good one, fellas.
1: <laughs> but yeah, just
0: very interesting. No, very good points there, Ben. I did not know that. No. That's all I really care about now is third downs. I like finding those little nuggets. That you real I like finding those those moments to where, of course, each team has to play at the highest level they have all season. But what is that? What is that one part of the game plan for each team that could either help them excel or that could either help them be their kryptonite? And it seems like in multiple situations on both sides of the ball it will be that third down situation mm-hmm. for both teams, not just the Chiefs on third and long, third and short. But if I feel like every single possible situation on third down between these two teams, they're either the worst or best at
1: it. Exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then whichever one they're the best at, the other team's the best at. Whichever ones they're the worst at, the other team's the worst at. Man, I love that. I love watching the worst of something in the biggest game. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> but, but, yeah, so uh, prediction. Did you give yours? I don't think you did. Yeah, it's at 37 Okay, but Chiefs, Chiefs. Okay, okay. And see, and,
0: and, and I think it's just the Philly fan stereotype for me that makes me against <laughs> Phillies, or makes They're me against. So, so toxic. And if you're an Eagles fan, you're wasn't the man. F you. Why are you saying like Philly fan stereotypes or whatever? Listen, y'all have a Super Bowl. You yeah. do what you want. Doesn't mean I have to like it. But no. <laughs> but if you win this Super Bowl too, after winning one in twenty seventeen. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah. Do what you want if you win two Super Bowls.
1: It's it's just the thing too, it's like not even just the Eagles, it's just Philadelphia. Uh they're just one of the most obnoxious fan bases. I know going the Philadelphia Flyers. They they they've throwing up middle fingers behind the glass and stuff like that. They got gritty, but they can do what they want. Just yeah, they can do what they want. But yeah, if they win this one, if they win this one, you you
0: can do whatever you want. (laughs) Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. I'm really excited to see what Jalen Hurts does. He has had a tremendous season, and I do want to see him thrive in the league, and I think he will. And if he if he starts out his career the way uh, the way it has been going, and he puts a Super Bowl on it this early into his starting career. The QB position in the NFL all around seems to be in pretty good hands with these young QBs. Super Bowl talk has ended. When we come back, we got NBA trade deadline because I woke up earlier this week to some crazy news. And if you don't already know, you better stick to it and find out soon. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move aside and let the man go through. Let the man go through. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd, Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. What are you doing on a Sunday morning if you're not sleeping? You're probably up you know, cleaning your apartment, cleaning your house a little bit, because Sundays are those good days. It's a day of rest, the day of relaxation, but it's also a day to where you realize you have one more day before you got to go back to work. So you want to make sure you're chilling in a nice, tranquil, a uh, a a nice environment that is pretty well kept. And so while you're doing that between 9 and 10 on a Sunday morning, feel free to tune in to a very chill, not loud, or exuberant talk show called The Uptown Sports Crowd. Yeah. And that's, that's what we are. I'm Mackie. That's Ben. We are on air, 94.7 FM, 1660 AM, online, com. And even if you can't listen to us on air on Fox Sports, you can always check us out you know, on Apple Music, on Spotify. We post this show as a podcast so that way if you that way if you can't listen to it, you know, in the morning, you can always listen to it on your drive to work while you're at work to help you get through the day. Yeah. No matter how you spend your time with us, we always appreciate you spending your time with us. We and, ta- Go ahead. Nope, sorry, sorry no, I was my, fault, say. my fault, my fault, my fault. No, you jump in whenever you want, Ben.
1: You were talking about, you know, people cleaning up their, their home spaces on this. Nice Sunday, Mm -hmm. and I just want to say appreciate the uh, people that are currently prepping their homes for the Super Bowl parties they're going to be hosting tonight, and their houses are going to get obliterated by uh, their friends, and they're going to have to clean that up uh, like at 10, 11 o'clock, and then go to work the next day, so... We appreciate you people hosting your Super Bowl parties.
0: Yes, that is one of the reasons why we are not hosting because I'm not going to <laughs> I'm not going to clean my my home just for my just for my my rascal friends to come in and just tear it up and then I'm standing in my living room 11:30 the adrenaline rushing because I can never go right to bed after a big sports game I'm watching even the LeBron game I watched yeah. I was up late um, and then I just I'll deal with it tomorrow go to work come back home. And I'm like, man, I'm tired from work. I'm not cleaning this. And then, boom, we got roaches. <laughs> I'm on to you, friends. I'm on to you. But is it, is it, is it? Ben, I say is it. Is it? Is it a Super Bowl party? Is it a Super Bowl party if there are no pigs in a blanket?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think it's un-American.
0: <laughs> All right, real quick, before trade deadline, best Super Bowl, Super Bowl foods.
1: I like— a good, homemade buffalo chicken dip.
0: Always classic. Shout
1: out Nick Bass. Nick Bass? Our friend. Nick Bass makes buffalo chicken dip? Oh, you didn't know this? I'd, oh, this is his signature. Enlighten me. He brought this to, like, my birthday party. Aww. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nick Bass makes a wonderful buffalo chicken dip. Um, it is so yummy. Um, I look forward to it every time, you know, we hang out and there's some event where he makes it. But, yeah, I got to go with that because, you know, you can eat it with, like, Hawaiian rolls. You can eat it with chips or any other type, you know, cracker, mm-hmm. you know, Triscuit, whatever. But, yeah, it's, it's versatile. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's versatile. It's a Swiss Army knife of dips. <laughs> but what do you think? What, what's the best Super Bowl Party, snack, Oh, I'm food. just a
0: huge fan of pigs, <laughs> pigs in, a in a blanket. I should have known.
1: Why'd I even ask?
0: <laughs> no, buffalo dip is nice. Uh, what else? I've always been a huge fan of of those charcuterie those charcuterie boards. <laughs> He's doing a bit. Those charcuterie boards. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Worcestershire
1: sauce. I love a charcuterie board with Worcestershire sauce. The,
0: the charcuterie board with cheese. You have some grapes, put some ranch in there. You some get some craft singles? Get some. get some, <laughs>
1: some
0: craft singles. I just went to I just went down to Publix and just got some lunchables and just put them on a charcuterie board for you. But no. Pigs in a blanket and cheese—that's <laughs> my go-to. <laughs> Speaking of Nick Bass, uh, we went to the SpongeBob rave <laughs> last weekend. We're not going to talk about it because it's a sports show. But we're, I'm I'm changing up the show rundown. Last segment: SpongeBob rave analysis. Bikini <laughs> yeah. Bottom tour. We'll get there. But yeah, Nick Bass, shout out to you for Buffalo chicken dip. How dare you come to my place and not bring Buffalo chicken dip? But <laughs> Speaking of Buffalo Chicken, did the NBA trade deadline <laughs> was this week?
1: What for, a segue! For,
0: <laughs> it was perfect. The first big trade of uh, to get us all started, of course, was Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. Now, now you have a backcourt with Kyrie Irving and, and Luka, Luka Doncic. Doncic? Ooh. That's it's gonna that's be crazy. That's overpowered. That is overpowered. Like Kyrie Irving, one of the best guards in the league, the best guard I could honestly And then one, one of, of
1: the best. most consistent scorer guards, yeah, in the league with Luka. Yeah,
0: it's- I mean, and that's always been his thing. Like, Luka, like you, you have that star in Dallas, well, who can you put around him? to complement them, to help get you over, to help you get to the next step because you need multiple stars on your team to go the distance in the playoffs
1: in any sport. Mm-hmm.
0: You need to have those powerhouses of players. And now they got them.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see the Mavs in the playoffs now. It is. And, and how that kind of changes their dynamic because, you know, they've hit a little rut in the mm-hmm. playoffs past couple of years. It's going to be very fun to watch them now with, with Kyrie and yeah. Luka.
0: Yeah, Kyrie's in Dallas. Kevin Durant? I woke up to that news. I woke up and I looked at my phone. I said, "Huh? Huh? I said, Kevin Durant, the Phoenix. Where did that come from?
1: It's just so and they didn't funny. get rid of
0: Devin Booker. I was like, Yo,
1: yeah, yeah. It's not I, like when, it was a one for no, one or when something. I, when I saw
0: Devin Booker still on the team, which obviously, I mean, that's you got to keep Devin Booker. But when you think getting a player like Kevin Durant, I mean, they got rid of they got rid of Michael Bridges. But still, I mean, that's another team in the West that has just been one step away from winning or making the finals for the last couple of years and now they got another possibly one of the best skill players to ever play the position
1: yeah and and I want to talk about that and kind of our expectations for Phoenix but it's just so interesting you know we talked about super teams earlier just how quickly things can change in the NBA I mean remember when the Nets had their big three in Harden, KD, and Kyrie, and people were posting graphics of it and being like, just go ahead and give them the championship. Yeah. And they only and played
0: 16 total games together. They didn't together. even
1: play more than 20 games together. And now all of them are gone. The Nets are basically in a full rebuild now. Right. And and it just blows my mind. And now you have Phoenix, who have KD, CP3,
0: and Devin Booker. No, And, and that's the thing with super teams is you have to make sure you mesh. Mm-hmm. LeBron super team in Miami, yeah, with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and LeBron, messed very well. Mm-hmm. When Ray Allen came along, that was like, all right, this is, <laughs> yeah. that's a little overboard. You look at you look at the Golden State Warriors, who were a super team, but they were a super team because you had two great shooters, and then you had a whole team around them that played exactly how they needed to make sure that those two great shooters. Do what they need to do. Like but, that's why Draymond Green is such a pivotal part of really that is. Warriors run, and, and
1: people don't recognize that. No. But yeah, then you see situations like this where it's like it's just your you your, you put Harden, and it was the same thing in OKC. You can't have Westbrook, Harden, mm-hmm. and KD. It doesn't mesh. You know, they're all not ball hogs, but they're all just dominant takeover players. They need, they, they need, to, player. a, they need to have the ball. Yeah, they're they're takeover the game kind of players, and and you see it again here with the Nets. It just doesn't work.
0: No, it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, man. No, it's been a—I like the NBA. I kind of like how the NFL is going that way, too, to where, you know, every now and then there's a couple shakeups that just—it makes Mm -hmm. the game a little more fun. I don't want people leaving every two or three seasons, but, like, Matthew Stafford in Detroit to where you could see him have—you see him have the skill that could possibly have a—make a playoff run, doesn't Mm -hmm. have a team around him, goes to L.A., and then wins the Super Bowl. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Going Hill. Going to
1: Miami. And now they're a playoff team.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's fun. It, no, it's fun just kind of watching. But like I want everybody to have you know their stints with certain teams. See if you can do it. Yeah. Uh,
1: but but Phoenix, so yeah. with them having a big three now, basically, and them kind of being a runner up past couple years, uh, what what do you think this season now? How does how does KD fit into that mold? How how far do they go? because i mean right now they're about a 500 team. They're not they're not at the top of the west.
0: Yeah, they're about a 500 team. They It's hard to say because they've already they've been on the brink of it for a couple of years already. Mm-hmm. And they just can't do it. And i think KD brings that scoring, brings that leadership, brings that experience to them. Uh, you know, Devin Booker you know, the way they both play, they both, you know, take a lot of shots. They're both very efficient with their shooting. Chris Paul, I think, is going to take a little bit more of a backseat in terms of he's going to be more of a he's facilitator. Yeah, a true point guard. Yeah, I a think. A true a true point he's going guard, to be yeah. he's going to be that point guard where he's just getting his playmakers the ball. Yeah. Uh but no, I think Phoenix is once again a contender. I think if you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on a team offensively alone, that can make you that can make you uh I think they win
1: the championship.
0: See, I'm interested to see what the, what Dallas does. Uh I'm interested to see how far they can go. The West uh, has pretty much closed up a little bit. It's funny, I've been seeing memes of John Morant said the West <laughs> doesn't scare him. And then all of a sudden now, Kevin Durant, now? Kyrie Irving. We're here now,
1: John. Ja. We're here. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. No. And some other trades. I think I think Phoenix can be DeAndre Ayton. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's been playing very well this season. Uh so yeah, Phoenix is definitely back on top of back on top of uh some of the contender list mm-hmm. or one of the teams on top. Like yeah, I'm not counting them out at all. Uh the Lakers, going back to LeBron, we're talking about how bad the team is overall. You know, they traded uh, Patrick Beverly. They got D'Angelo Russell back, which I think is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> they got Malik Beasley. Jared Vanderbilt, who I think is an underrated big in the league. He's a very consistent player. Does pretty good on the – or does very well on the glass. and can put up points when you need him to. Uh, I'm on the NBA 2023 NBA Trade Tracker, every official deal, every deal on the, every? NBA, Are you sure? every? on the NBA.com, and none of the Hornets stuff is on there. <laughs> Jalen McDaniels is no longer with the team. He is in Philadelphia, got a second round, and a player who I cannot pronounce his name, I'm not even going to try. Uh, it's weird. I think Jalen McDaniels has been playing very well for the Hornets, and it's weird giving up a second-round pick. Are giving up Jalen McDaniels for a second round pick when we got him in the second round. And I don't know if uh I don't know if the Hornets can get another player in the second round that could perform as well as he has recently in the last two seasons. But also I don't think that they're going to pay PJ Washington and Jalen McDaniels so that plays into it. And then Mason Plumley got traded. Uh he is no longer with he is no longer with the uh Hornets. He is on the Clippers and the Hornets only got Reggie Jackson.
1: Yeah, what a Hornets thing to do to have your most tradable asset get hurt right before the tra- trade deadline. Mm-hmm. That is just such a hornet. The Hornets need to scrap everything. Yes, I, I'm, honestly, I'm not honestly just sell the team. I'm not, not I'm joking, yeah. but like scrap everything and what start. Would be a better owner <laughs> than MJ. I'm just kidding. I'm not being but <laughs> seriously, just start fresh. Start fresh. I mean. It's a lot. They're a lost cause right
0: now. I I, I want to see. uh, I want to see what LaMelo can do. I really hope LaMelo can stay. It's funny because this weekend I went to the Magic game. LaMelo dropped a career high 33 points, and he was minus 17 on the floor. (laughs) Gotta love the Hornets. Gordon Hayward dropped six points. But, no, just another year of not much at the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Are we going after?
1: Yeah, like, whoa, we got four second rounders. Yeah, are we going
0: after Victor (laughs) Wimbayana? At this point. Apologies, I mispronounced
1: that name. No, you're good. Uh. Yeah, at this point, you tank. Give yourself the best chance. The season's lost. Yeah, you're already at that stage. But I mean, give yourself the best chance. Just yeah. take last.
0: Right. NBA has has moved around. One of my favorite times of the sports year is the NBA playoffs. I really love the NBA playoffs. So I'm excited to see what these new these new look Cavs or not the Cavs. These new look Mavs. These new look Phoenix Suns. These new look Hornets. Can the Hornets make a push? <laughs> We'll find out. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, it'll be the final segment of the show. I'm scrapping everything we plan on talking about because we're going to talk about the SpongeBob rave I attended. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd. If you're
1: 50-plus, you can see On Fox Sports Radio, Charlotte. (laughs)
0: I know you know this sound. The stadium rave. The jellyfish scene. The big speakers in the pineapple. And the jellyfish is hitting the worm. And they talk about a group of people that don't want to stop partying. That's the jellyfish in Bikini Bottom. Why am I playing this? Well, because I already said it. Stop dancing, Ben. I turned the music down. Stop. (laughs) Stop dancing. There's no music, Ben. Stop dancing. Why am I talking about a SpongeBob rave? Because the man with the amazing buffalo chicken dip. That Ben talked about when we talked about the best Super Bowl foods. Nick Bass hit me up a few months ago, and he said, "Hey, what are you what are you doing uh, this weekend in February?" I was like, "Dude, I don't even know what I'm having for dinner tonight." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, uh, at the Underground in Charlotte, there is the Bikini Bottom tour." I said, "Price question mark?" He told me. I said, "When you get tickets, get me one." Oh yeah. Oh, we got. And so he came in. Uh, him and our boy Gray, they came into town from Wilmington uh, last weekend. And we went to the underground. I dressed up in my dark brown khaki, very high shorts, white short sleeve, button-up, red tie, uh, long high white socks and black Vans. Can you guess who I was? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. And they, they wore some funny uh, SpongeBob shirts. Is that uh, copyrighted? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> but uh, But we went having no idea what to expect. And it was just... Tell me why they had, like, four acts. <laughs> they had That's multiple hilarious. DJs. We got in there at 9. We were there till 1.30, and they oh weren't even gosh. done. like, we got a few more songs yeah, for like, you. I'm I got to go. Nick and Greg, yeah. I said, Uber. I said, it's <laughs> bedtime, man. But, no, it was funny. Uh, we went there, and it was pretty much everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. I've never... I haven't danced that much in a long time. I never headbang the way I did there. Like my neck was sore. I remember I came into work, my neck was sore yeah. for a few days uh, at work.
1: <laughs> what were you working out? Uh, SpongeBob. Race.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, did you sleep on your neck wrong? No, they just they played campfire song and I just went crazy. <laughs> but no, it was just dancing nonstop. It was really fun. They have uh, they had these. This video of it's like kind of like holographic SpongeBob and Patrick, yeah. just really looking. Mr. Krabs coming up and his like eyes doing the worm and like just really wavy stuff.
1: I, I like just silly dumb stuff. No, like what I'm saying that. like it wasn't that expensive. And the fact that you know they def <laughs> the fact that that like makes a profit is right. so funny. Just <laughs> it in sold our out. Society. I, posted Bob Ray.
0: I, I posted the picture on Instagram. It said "Bikini Bottom Tour" uh, at the Fillmore Underground. Sold out. Yeah. And it was it was packed. I mean, you saw the videos and yeah. stuff that I posted. Uh, no, that. Oh, I had FOMO. No, it was <laughs> so fun. Like I'm telling you, if you're a SpongeBob fan in any capacity, I mean, got like on the good days of SpongeBob, and the Bikini Bottom tour is coming to you or to a city near you. Go. It's worth it. Go. It's affordable. It's fun. Grab some friends. Uh, it's going to be very nostalgic. You're. It's a new way to take in SpongeBob.
1: And and if you're thinking I'm not a rave guy. Oh, uh, I. That was yeah. the first
0: rave I've ever been
1: to. Yeah, you're not. You don't have to show up in skin tight stuff. You don't have to show up half naked. No, just. you do not. No, there are
0: people there just wearing. There are people yeah. there
1: just wearing jeans and a sweatshirt. Yeah, that's what I was going to wear if I couldn't find
0: something that remotely resembled anything SpongeBob in my closet. And like the clothes I was wearing are clothes that. F- that I wore when I was 40 pounds heavier. It's not like I went there and be like, ah, I look hot today. No, it's just like, Ugh, all right, I haven't worn this in a while. Who am I going to see that I'm trying to impress at a SpongeBob rave? <laughs> Mom, Dad, how did you meet? Well, we were dancing the stadium rave by, from the hit SpongeBob episode, Stadium Rave, with the jellyfish and bikini Bottom. No, it was fun. Uh, SpongeBob, it's just one of those things to where every time I told somebody I was going to a SpongeBob rave, they just said, what's a SpongeBob rave? It's something that you're missing out on. It it is first grade. And it is the best thing that you could ever attend. If the Panthers win a Super Bowl, maybe, maybe it will top the SpongeBob (laughs) rave that I went to last weekend. But I think that does it for time. I think everybody is tired of hearing about SpongeBob so much you know, just big SpongeBob guys here. Yeah. We truly appreciate you spending your Sunday with us. You can catch us live on uh, Fox Sports Radio Charlotte every single Sunday from ninety from ninety four seven FM. No, from nine to ten a.m. on ninety four seven FM and sixteen sixty AM. Don't forget the m- multiple ways you can catch us digitally on Apple Music, Spotify, and FoxSportsRadioCharlotte.com. dot com. For Ben Cole, my name is Mackie Gallagher. Saying enjoy the Super Bowl, have a great day, and we will see you next week.